I'm not sure about you, but I feel like I am on an education roller coaster right now. And every single time I get on that roller coaster, I'm excited and I'm pumped to be along for the ride and there's energy and there's anticipation. And then I get off the roller coaster and I immediately regret it. I feel sick to my stomach. I feel emotional. I feel tired and I just want to go home. So maybe that roller coaster analogy is what is exactly happening to us. We're excited about the job. We love being a part of the profession. We've got the energy. We got the enthusiasm. We walk into our school and we enjoy so much of the ride and we love our students and we know that we're making an impact. But the seconds that that final bell rings, we're like, what the hell are we even doing? This is hard. I'm sad. I'm frustrated. And I think that's why we need this monthly motivation episode right here, right now. Springtime is hitting and springtime hits us because the weather is changing. Spring break is coming. All of these exciting things are happening, but it's also taking a major toll on our life. We are exhausted. We are stressed out. And we finally look in the mirror and we're like, whoa, teacher, girl, why you look like that? And so I want this episode to be just a real raw ride for all of the emotions that you and I and so many of us are feeling. Now, before we get into the episode, I would love to give a shout out to the listener of the week. This person left a five-star review and said, this is a game changer. The teacher said, Monica inspires me to be a better teacher. She gets me excited about trying new and fun things to keep things fresh in my classroom. Everything she does is gold. Not only does she inspire me to be a better teacher, she makes me feel better on the too often times that I'm feeling like I'm falling apart with everything that is overwhelming and everything that is going on this school year. She is the whole awesome package. Thank you and thank you for this podcast. See, I don't think that the author of that review is alone. Everything seems to be hitting differently this year. And in order to just be transparent and real and raw with you, I'm going to tell a story that was a roller coaster that happened to me this week. It's not going to be sugar-coated. It's not going to be this like, here's the solution. But I think sometimes in order to get to a solution, we first have to talk about the stress and the hills and the valleys. So I'm so freaking glad you are here. And maybe by the end of this, you're going to want to leave a review. Maybe you are going to finally feel compelled to be like, dang, I want other teachers to know that this podcast is making an impact on you and you're going to share that with the world but for right now let's roll the music and let's roll into this episode there is awesome in every single school day so here is the big question How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, 
and love being a part of education, celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities. Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. My family are not amusement park people. I know that's super important to a lot of families. Like you take your kids to amusement parks. But when I was growing up, that was not really our idea of vacation. My parents took us to Disneyland once. And I think it was that like, it's like that parental responsibility that I think like we should probably take our children to go see Mickey Mouse. And we did the whole thing and it was great. But that wasn't how we vacationed. And every once in a while when we were kids, we would try to convince my parents to take us to an amusement park, not in Florida, not in California, but one that was drivable. We had an amusement park two hours from where we lived as kids. It was called Six Flags St. Louis. And they had the log flume. They had the roller coasters. They had the spinning things. They had, you know, the turkey legs that you could get. It was an amusement park, but it was just way more affordable. And it was drivable. And I remember a few times when I was a kid, my brother and sister and myself convinced our parents to do like a special summer outing at Six Flags St. Louis. They were like, all right, kids, hop in the station wagon. We're going on a road trip. And I'm not even kidding. We we literally had a station wagon. It very much felt like National Lampoon's trip to Wally World, right? So my dad's driving the station wagon. My mom made sure that we all had the coupons so we could get discounted tickets. Because back in the day, on the cans of Diet Coke, you could have like a $5 off ticket for every can of Diet Coke that you brought. Do you guys remember this? Oh my God, the flashback is so real. So we all had our Diet Coke cans. My dad rolls up in the station wagon. My dad was gonna ride zero rides that day. He was literally our chauffeur. And we get to this amusement park and we'd been hyping it up and we were talking about how we were gonna ride all the rides, but once we saw the Batman roller coaster, once we saw Mr. Freeze, once we saw the Screaming Eagle, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, holy shit, this is scarier than what I thought it was going to be. Like, are we going to actually ride that ride? We were nervous. We were excited. We felt like we were going to throw up, but we were also like giddy children, like jumping around in the line. And so we would get in line for these roller coasters but we would be having a roller coaster of emotion. And I think that's what's also happening this year for so many of us as teachers. It kind of feels like this love-hate relationship. And I want you to know in advance, like if it feels like I'm being negative and nasty and pessimistic towards the profession, that's not what's happening here. 
I love this work. I love my job, but I don't know if there's ever been another year where I just feel like it's super, super high highs and super, super low lows. But that's what makes a roller coaster at an amusement park exciting, isn't it? That you come down from that low and you zoom back up in those roller coaster cars and you can see the entire amusement park and things are amazing and you're like, woo, I'm so glad I'm on this ride. And then whoosh, it falls back down and you get that pit in your stomach and you're like, I'm literally gonna hurl, I might cry. You start closing your eyes because you're so scared and then you go back up. This analogy of a roller coaster of emotions is a really freaking good analogy for teachers because it is exactly the ride that we're on right now. In fact, there was one roller coaster at Six Flags St. Louis that I particularly loved to hate. And it was called The Ninja. And The Ninja was an absolute terrifying ride if you had your ears pierced. Because this went upside down. So you had that bar that went over your shoulders and sat on your chest. And it jostled your skull around like crazy. And if you had your ears pierced, particularly your cartilage pierced, your ears were bleeding by the end of this ride because it was so rough. That was the bad part about this ride. The good part about this ride was the line was always super short. Because it was kind of a wild ride, pun intended, okay? <laughs> because it was a wild ride and because it jostled you around and because it gave you a headache, it was super, super short. Like you could ride that in less than five minutes because nobody was in that queue. So it was these pros and cons. Like, do I want to ride lots of rides? Yes. Do I want to feel sick after I get off of it and be like, mom, my ears hurt so bad and they're so red and puffy from being thrown around on this roller coaster. I didn't want that, but at the same time, I found myself going back on that ride over and over and over and over again because I loved it, because it was thrilling, because it was exciting, because it was different, because it offered a unique experience. I could have gone over to the Mr. Freeze at Six Flags St. Louis. I could have waited in line for two hours for Mr. Freeze. Two hours of waiting for a six second ride, but would it have given me the same joy, the same experience? I don't really know. And I wonder if that's where we're at right now. We're starting to question, should we continue to be on this wild ride? Can we continue to experience all of these emotions? And we're asking like, is it worth it? And then we think, is another job gonna provide a different experience, a different environment, a different salary, but is it going to bring me the same amount of joy? Is it going to bring me the same amount of impact? Am I going to be able to go to bed each night knowing that I was happy that I showed up? 
And when I think about Six Flags St. Louis, on the drive home, I felt sick to my stomach. I had been on one too many roller coasters. I had had one too many like lemon shakeups. I had split one of those massive turkey legs with my sister because my mom's like, you're splitting them because these amusement parks are expensive and I'm not buying a turkey leg for everyone. Mama Jane, I love you. They didn't have a coupon for the turkey leg, right? Amusement parks are expensive. But the whole point was I had ridden a lot of rides. I had eaten a lot of treats and on the way home, I felt so sick. My dad, I'm not even kidding, like gave me a Walmart bag that he got out of the glove box because that's what parents do. We've got Walmart bags in the glove box of the station wagon. And he literally said, I'm not pulling over. You also better not throw up in this car. Here's a Walmart sack. So here I am feeling sick to my stomach. Kind of like us on our commutes home some days. We are feeling ill, we are feeling sad, we are feeling stressed in our cars. To this day, I actually have napkins, right? Like, I've got a stack of napkins from the Taco Bell in my glove box. And it it is gonna make me, like, emotional because it's also ironic and funny, but it's not, like, this past week, as I'm crying, on my commute home from school, I open up the glove box and I get one of those stupid Taco Bell napkins out of the glove box and I use it to dry my tears. Because I was sad, because that commute was hard. But just like when I was a kid and I would get home from Six Flags St. Louis and I would rest my head on the pillow that night, I was so happy that I tried those rides. I was so happy that I experienced the entire amusement park. I was so happy that I had been on the Ninja seven times in a row and I could brag about that to my pals. I would go to bed that night and I would feel so good, so accomplished, like I really embraced it. And as a teacher, that's part of the roller coaster that we're on right now too, isn't it? That when we lay our heads on our pillow at night, we have to ask ourselves, are we happy that we do what we do every day? Are we happy and can embrace those experiences that happened with students that made us laugh, that made us smile, that made us think like, oh my God, kids are adorable. Like, are those moments enough for us to get out of bed again the next day and say, let's try this again? Kind of like the very next summer when I would get to Six Flags St. Louis, I was ready to experience the park again. I know that this profession is a whole lot more than an amusement park. I know that it's so much more than like, going and getting tickets to things and standing in line and giving your friends high fives when you get off the log flume. I know it's so much more than that. But I think this comparison, I think this analogy is probably speaking to the hearts and the heads of so many of us. And at the end of the day, we just have to ask ourselves, like, are we cool with being a part of this ride? Are we cool with being a part of this profession? Because quite frankly... The other day, a student pissed me off so bad. 
Like I don't, I don't, I use shit a lot on this podcast, but like this kid like really, really, really frustrated me to the point where I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to look that kid in the eye, but I got home. I got my emotions sorted out. I cried on my commute home, obviously. When I laid my head on the pillow that night, I was like, it's going to be okay. I did make an impact on other students that day that was positive. So I'm going to walk back into school. I'm not going to hold a grudge and we'll see what happens. So that was the pit, right? That was the whoosh on the roller coaster. Like when a kid is so disrespectful that they're cussing at you and they're calling you names and they're walking out of your classroom. That was obviously a high school student, but you know what that looks like and feels like for your age students. Walked back into school the next day. The student says nothing during class. Kind of goes on like nothing had happened. Then the bell rings and that student stays behind. The student stayed behind because he wanted to apologize. A genuine, heartfelt, non-forced apology to say, I am sorry. That was bad. I was rude. That's on me. And I thought, man, that roller coaster's going back up. Whoosh, back up. And I'm seeing the big picture now, just like we see the entire amusement park when we go up that hill. Like I saw the big picture. He had had a really bad day the day before. He took it out on me, but that's okay. And it was a great day. Well, then the very next day, the behavior started again. And it was bad. And this time it wasn't just towards me. It was towards his classmates. And he was name calling and he was getting aggressive. And I thought, we're on the way back down. The roller coaster continues. What's going to happen tomorrow with that student? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really sure. But what I hope happens is that click, 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 that noise that reminder that things are going to go on the upswing just like when you're on the roller coaster you hear that chain clicking against the metal of the roller coaster knowing that we're hopeful that something is better on the other side and if you're at the point where you're like no I want to get off the roller coaster and I never want to be a part of this again friend That is a real choice that so many people are making. And if you think that's best for you, if it's best for you to be like, I am never riding on this roller coaster again, I totally get it. I think there's going to be roller coasters in every profession that we would ever choose, right? Because there's problems everywhere. But sometimes our emotions and our feelings and our frustrations, we just need a change of scenery. So maybe you are ready to just stop going to an amusement park and you're ready to start going to a zoo although you know what sometimes it feels like we're teaching in a zoo too but you get what I'm saying I want you to know from a teacher to fellow teachers who are listening that I support whatever is best for you I think right now teachers are getting a lot of shade and a lot of hate for leaving the profession. It's like you're abandoning things when get hard, when things get hard. You're turning away from the profession. This profession was never right for you if you're willing to. No, that's some BS. Let's call it what it is. Friends, we got to do what's best for us. And if it's best for you to stay and do awesome things and continue to ride this roller coaster, 
I got your back. If you're ready to get off this ride and say like, done, I'm done, I got your back. There is no shame in riding the ride that's best for you. Because some of you are like, I would never get on a roller coaster in the first place. You're that person who sits on the bench with your legs crossed and you get yourself a little Diet Coke or a Coke Zero at the at the Holiday World Splash and Safari, okay? You go to the Holly World Splash and Safari and you don't even ride one single ride because you are content with sitting on the bench with your legs crossed, waving to all of your kids, waving to all your grandkids, waving to whoever as they come off the ride. You know what? Education needs cheerleaders too. Education needs people who are going to support us wholeheartedly no matter what happens. And if that's you, if you're ready to sit on the bench at the amusement park and just cheer us on, support us from the sidelines, do you know how much freaking love and support that I have for you? Tons. So much. Like, I'm going to get you this sweatshirt that says, like, number one cheerleader. I'm going to get you that because I think we deserve that. Guys, I hope this analogy has hit home for you. I hope that this is maybe the boost that you needed. And if you feel like you're still in limbo, if you're not sure like what your next step is, I just I want to offer one step that so many teachers have found really beneficial over the past few years. And it is to take April and reevaluate everything. Like to take the month of April, to take like you know, three weeks in April and say, what is my next step? Am I going to stay? Am I going to go? Am I going to apply for a new job? Am I going to try a different subject area, grade level? Am I going to like pivot and be like, I'm going to be a bank teller. I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm going to work for my friend's company because they need some clerical work or they need like a secretary. Like, what if we promise that in April, we're going to dedicate one month of time to figuring out what our next step is. If that sounds like something that you could do, I want to invite you to my course called Crushing It for Kids. It starts in April and it's like a three-week course that is designed to help us with student engagement, with building relationships, with celebrating education again, with taking you as an individual, your interests, your strengths, your skills, and using those to our advantage in the classroom. It is this really cool digital opportunity for you to take an online course in a flexible, fun environment and just say, all right, am I ready to strap into the roller coaster again or am I ready to step off and sit on the sidelines and be the supportive person on the bench? I want to help you in that process if I can. And I just want to officially invite you to the Crushing It for Kids course. Again, it starts in April. You can check it out at monicagenta.com slash courses. That's monicagenta.com slash courses. It's the Crushing It for Kids 21-day course that is completely virtual, completely fun, and could completely help you decide where you're at on this roller coaster. So from one teacher to another, from one teacher who is climbing up the hill, followed by smashing down the hill to clicking my way back up to the next one, I want you to know that you are not alone in these feelings and these frustrations, but also in the fun and in the in the fear, but in the stress and also in the silly. You're not alone. 
I want to thank you for listening. Check out the Crushing It for Kids course in the show notes or go to monicagenta.com slash courses. But most importantly, thank you for listening and thank you for living this teacher life.